0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional term supply.
1: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.
2: Oh, yeah. You're home for the best Ravens coverage. What time is
1: this? It's time for News from the next
3: With Vinny and Hades. Sponsored by CQ Credit Union. 1057
4: the fan. We wouldn't be where we're at without those two guys. You know, we knew they were great players. You don't know exactly how it's going to go for sure, but talking to both those guys when we signed them, you know, they said the right things, and I would say that they followed through on everything they would they said they wanted to do and more.
5: That's John Harbaugh, Ravens head coach, talking about two veteran acquisitions late in training camp with Clowney and into the regular season. Kyle Van Noy. Clowney, 9.5 sacks. Kyle Van Noy with nine sacks. Clowney got that $750,000 <coughs> bonus yep. because he got that nine-and-a-half sacks. And we talked, Vinny, me, you, Nolan, our listeners, everybody listening here on Vinny and Haney, 105.7 of the fan news from the nest. What what they did is what we were hoping Owe and Ajabo were going to do this year. And we were thinking, well, I personally, you hey, get 16 combined from those two dudes. You're cool with it. They exceed what we thought the young pass rushers were going to do this season. No doubt. Because you well, essentially got nothing from a job other than
3: Yeah. And Clowney got what, nine and a half? And Van uh, vanoy got eight and nine. a half? Nine. nine. Yeah. So, yes. Those two guys that weren't even on the, weren't even a thought, Bob, at uh, mandatory minicamp. Weren't even a thought were the two studs. That, that was, that's a hell of a job by Eric. And the pro staff, and, you know, and, and bringing those guys in. And, and I, I don't know how much Chuck Smith or Anthony Weaver has to do with those guys, but um, they fit. They fit perfectly, and, and they've been a huge – they're not They're not sitting there with the number one seed without those two. And
5: we'll talk about the future yeah. in due time, but moving ahead to the divisional round, two veterans. Van Nooy's got Super Bowl rings. I would assume that they're both going to be fired up as rested as possible given this part of the season for the postseason run. Now, does this sustain moving past this year? Again, we'll address that. But at least for the next few weeks, am I confident, I guess is the question, that they can continue this level of production? I'm not skeptical that it'll keep rolling. How's that sound?
3: I, I would think, Bob, with a couple weeks off, you know, resting and stuff. I think they'll be they'll be ready to go. And whether they're playing Houston or Cleveland, I think they'll 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 have some they'll they'll be able to cause a lot of issues. Especially if, if Joe Flacco. Let's just say it's it's Cleveland. Joe's a statue back there. We know that. Mm-hmm. So I mean, he's got a target on him. And so I I I kind of like them in that. And if, if they make it to the Super Bowl, Bob. Those two guys have been playing extremely well. Otherwise, they don't make it to the Super Bowl.
5: 508 seven 105.7, the Fed News from the Nets. Let's get back to the phones. People want to join us here as we're having a little Monday fun. Let's go to Catonsville. It is Richard. Richard, thanks for holding. Happy
1: Monday. Happy Monday and happy birthday.
5: Uh, thank you, Richard.
1: Um, a couple thoughts. Um, I'm kind of relieved to know some other teams with buys uh, also lost. Think about San Francisco, Cleveland didn't have a bye, but they didn't have to play either, but they lost also. So Cleveland I'm got good spanked. Yeah. But uh, on the other hand, this is what i really called for is in the playoffs this year, 2024, two of the quarterbacks were on the all-time list of playoff wins. Those two quarterbacks are Patrick Mahomes and Joe Flacco. Mm-hmm. They're tied for 8th place. Each one has 11 victories.
5: And Joe's done most of his playoff damage on the road.
1: Yeah. Or at a neutral site. Yes, he has. And if Flacco takes the Cleveland Browns all the way to the Super Bowl and wins, he will move from tied at number 8 all the way up to uh, 3rd place. If Mahomes does it, he'll have third place all by himself. Uh, just to be, I'll give you a little bit of a comparison. Uh, Mahomes and Flacco are tied with Aaron Rodgers, Roger Stallback, and Troy Aikman, each with eleven. They're trailing Tom Brady thirty five, Montana with sixteen, Bradshaw fourteen, Elway, Manning fourteen, Roethlisberger, thirteen, and Favre, thirteen. So that's where they are. And those are two good quarterbacks in the playoffs.
5: That's heady company. Thanks, Richard. And Patrick Mahomes, I think, destined for Canton. But if Flacco makes a Super Bowl run here, Hall I, of Famer, Bob, then that's what that was the question. Do we start looking at that in a much more serious way? Because right now I'd say no. I would too. I mean he's good. And his playoff record is undeniable. He's going to be ring of honor at MIT. And I don't think anyone would dispute that. But I don't know if Canton is his destination. But if he rolls through another playoff like he did in 2012, you start looking at that a little more seriously. And hey, hey, we're Bob, talking
3: about a guy I never made the Pro Bowl before. Bob, let me ask you this. All right, let's just hypothetically, let's say they do what do you do with Deshaun Watson?
5: Oh boy, what can you do? Given the it's guaranteed money, right? Yeah, that yeah. two hundred and sixty is all guaranteed cash. You can see during Joe Flacco's month and a half, two months, whatever it is with the team. How the Amari Coopers and David and Joku's have gravitated towards him.
3: Yeah,
5: uh, you might have somewhat of a dilemma within that locker room too. But Joe is thirty eight. Let's yeah, not forget yeah, that. Yeah, I
3: mean, Joe's got a year, and and we know with Joe he can hit that hot streak and then, you know, come back to life. Again. Oh,
5: he's a pick a game too. Yeah. Let's not forget that either. But uh, look, we love Joe Flacco. At least I do. And uh, his career has been awesome. And We'll see. By the way, they're not winning the Super Bowl. Let's not no get carried away here. Let's go to uh, Cool C and Timonium. Cool C, what's happening?
4: Yeah, happy birthday, Bob. Uh, thanks, and, man. Uh, yeah, man. And listen, um, you know, there's a rule that's got to be changed in the NFL. This thing where Tucker kicks off. First off, they they break two rules there. Tucker kicks off. The ball lays on the five yard line in bounds. Okay, the, the the returner lays down with his feet out of bounds, touches the ball, and gains 35 yards, gets it to the 40. First off, I was always told and thought you have to reestablish yourself in bounds before you can have touch the ball anywhere else on the field. Well, you saw the play. He lays down. I've seen it before uh, yep. uh, on a Monday night game. He yep. lays down out of bounds, touches the ball, and gains thirty-five yards. Yeah, I Where thought they were the going to
5: The cool see, I thought they were going to roll him down at the five. No, that's you know what I mean. I like, well, why does he get that new rule? As you just pointed out, came into play.
3: Yeah, it's uh, that's good coaching, man. Because he knew that kid was coached, knew exactly what to do and how to do it.
4: I get all that. I get. I've seen it before. It yep, happened on Monday yep, night game. Yep. he stood out of bounds and touched the ball inbounds. But what kind of rule is that? It makes zero sense. It has absolutely no validity to it. There's not one other place on the field where you can be out of bounds and gain yards. It makes no absolute sense. The ball is in bounds and dead. It's sitting there. It's a free ball. It's like a. It's like an onside kick because the ball no one was touched. How do you? Lay, they got to um My point is. Vinny, they got to reestablish this in the offseason. Talk about that, because why would you gain 40, 35 yards by being out of bounds holding the ball? Plus, you have to reestablish yourself in bounds before you can touch a ball anywhere else on the field.
3: Well, I think what they were saying was Excellent he point. established himself out of bounds so when he touches the ball, he's out of bounds. I guess that's how they look at it. Now, that rule's been in effect for a while.
5: But, you know, I'll agree with C. Cool. It's stupid. Oh, yeah. Vinny <laughs> at the fan will come back. It's count some money. How about by yourself? Vic Carucci is going to be joining us. NFL Network Radio Preview Super Wild Card Weekend with him. Take your phone calls, 410-583-1057. NFL Lunch coming up at 1 o'clock. Coaching maneuvering already happening today. Arthur Smith out in Atlanta. Well, that happened last night. And uh, Ron Rivera today down in D.C. with the Commanders. If you want to join us, as we said, plenty to do. National College Football Championship game. We'll do our prediction for that one coming up later. Michigan, five-and-a-half-point favorites over Washington. You get hearing on the fan. Will this be? A lot of people think, Vinny, this will be Jim Harbaugh's last game as Michigan head coach.
7: Are you buying? Great cash, homie.
2: Or are you selling?
7: I'm not going to buy
1: into that crap. 50 and 80, 1057, the fan.
5: Vinny and Haiti, 1057, the fan here on this Monday. Bob Haiti, Vinny Serrato, Nolan McGraw's on the other side of the glass. Get back to your phone calls. Got Vic Carucci, NFL Network Radio, joining us in a few so uh, we got a lot to do here in the second week of January. Hopefully, one of the things we're doing is counting some money a little by so.
3: Well, Bob, the Dow is down fifty nine. The S and P's up thirty. Nasdaq is up one ninety six. DraftKings is up three cents. Under Armour's up a quarter.
8: Let's start here with tonight's game. Uh, Washington and Michigan going head to head. A battle of undefeated teams both looking to end national championship droughts that date all the way back to the 90s. If the Wolverines plan on getting the job done, they'll have to continue to ride their running back, senior Blake Corum, a local kid, who has scored at least one touchdown in every game this season. You go back to last year, was only held out of the end zone once, and really a technicality, it was the game he was injured in against Ohio State, only had three carries before he was ultimately hurt. The Bob Byersell. Coram finds the end zone not once, but twice tonight. I'll buy it. And we were just talking off the air. I think the over is
5: golden, 55-and-a-half. We'll do our prediction for the uh, actual win -er of the championship game. But, yes, Coram will do what he has to do. I'm not saying Washington is Civ-like defensively, but, you know, you can move it on them a little bit. But Mm -hmm. they can score. And this, I can see a shootout. Can Michigan answer their points is the question.
3: Yeah. Well, the the thing is, is – I was talking with Mel Kuiper yesterday, and, like, he made a good point. He said, Bob, Michigan's played Ohio State with the Marvin Harrisons, the Alaves, and, and Jabo, and, and, you know, so. And Jigba. And Jigba. So they played against, they've seen great receivers. And Washington's got great receivers. So it, it won't be something that they're not used to.
8: Go over to the NFL here. Former Raven Marquise Brown set to become a free agent this offseason, posted a career-low 574 receiving yards in 14 games this season. When asked about his future, Hollywood said he would love to stay with the Cardinals, wasn't upset about not having a long-term deal done prior to this point. Salary projections actually have him earning upwards of $14 million a year what? on whatever contract he does end up signing this offseason. Uh, it be a four-year deal at that. Uh, But, Vinny, are you buying or selling that Brown truly wants to stay in Arizona?
3: I think he probably wants – I'll soft buy it. You know, I mean, it's great weather. He and Kyler Murray are boys. So, I mean, all that's good. But I'm guessing is he wants to go get the most money.
5: Yeah, but what about – I mean, he might want to stay there. Do do they they want to keep him around?
3: I don't – you know, do they like little receivers? that miss a lot of time. I mean, you got a midget quarterback. Do you want a midget receiver?
8: <laughs> How about a little baseball here uh, among the remaining free agent pitchers on the market? Jordan Montgomery is one of the most intriguing names to keep an eye on his strong postseason helped lift the Rangers to a world series. Now he has a chance to cash in with his first big payday of his career. A reunion with the Yankees was initially reported as a strong possibility But now it sounds like Montgomery would just prefer to stay in Texas if it's up to him. Buy or sell, Bob, given how much money the Rangers have spent over the past few years, Montgomery may not be affordable for them at this point. I'll sell that. They've shown that money is
5: no object. They'll spend on free agents. And DeGrom's coming back from Tommy John, right? Which he'll miss at least the first half of the season. And correct me if I'm wrong, Nolan, I think Scherzer just had another procedure there not too long ago, which is going to keep him out for the first half. I think money is no object, and Jordan Montgomery
8: going back there could be a realistic possibility for sure. Back in the NFL here, more receiver news. Jamar Chase become eligible for a contract extension this offseason. He's certainly going to get paid, just a matter of when. Uh, Does have one year left on his rookie deal. The Bengals expected to exercise the fifth year option, which will put him under control through 2025. A receiver in a similar situation, Justin Jefferson with the Vikings, we know they've been trying to lock him up uh, for quite a while now. Nothing has come to fruition, but uh, when asked Jamar Chase, that is, about if he's willing to be patient here, he said absolutely. Uh, If anything, he kind of laughed, said, Hell yeah, I want Jefferson to sign first. I want to one up him, almost similar to what his quarterback, Joe Burrow, did uh, following Chargers signing Justin Herbert uh, last offseason. The buy or sell, Vinny, uh, Jamar Chase will be able to successfully one up Justin Jefferson in contract money. Well,
3: if he signs after Jefferson, possibly, but um, if I had to choose between the two, I'd rather have Jefferson. So, yeah, he'll he'll one up him just because it he's going to get his deal done after. So, yeah, I'll say he one's up him.
5: Yeah, and Jefferson puts up gaudy. we could throw him the football and he'll get 9 for a buck 18 or something like that.
3: And look at the crap quarterbacks he's had to deal
5: with. Yeah, that's what we're saying
8: here. Yeah. Come on Nolan, get that howitzer out there and earn some money for Justin Jefferson. I bet we close with this in the NBA. Yes. Bucks and Pacers. Very entertaining so far this season. Every time they play, certainly expect something eventful to happen uh, last time they faced each other last week two teams combined for 172 or excuse me 272 points uh, there have been plenty of extracurriculars as well to go along with the on-court play fighting over a ball after one game that Milwaukee won but Indiana finishes the regular season with a 4-1 advantage over the Bucks. Buy or sell, Bob. We'll see these two teams go head-to-head in a playoff series. Ah, uh, Let's see here. Let me pull up the standings real quick. Uh, Milwaukee's the
5: two. Indiana right now is uh, in the playoff mix. I'm going to sell it. But Indiana looks like a team with the arrow trending upwards. Milwaukee, I'm not saying they're stagnant. They're not playing for the regular season. They're playing for seeding, obviously. But their goal is to make make some noise in the postseason. With Adrian Griffin... As their head coach, you got Carlisle's got playoff experience, championship experience, I believe, with Dallas. I'm going to sell it. I, I think Milwaukee will be around when all the smoke is clear. I don't know if the Pacers play good enough defense, Dolan. They're almost as bad as the Wizards in giving up points per game, are the Indiana Pacers, even though Halliburton's a brilliant Player. It's Video at 801057 of the Fed. Vic Carucci, NFL Network Radio, talking about the end of the re- NFL regular season and preview Super Wildcard weekend. Your phone calls are welcome. And Nolan McGraw, we're gonna take a trip to his fun house since we had to push him back a little bit. Nolan bought a new TV, but he sounds like a, a disgruntled customer.
7: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.
2: Sports 24 7 1057. The voice of the fan.
5: It's been 881 of the fan here on this Monday. Hope you had a great weekend, everyone. NFL regular season over. Ended last night with Buffalo winning the AFC East, beating the Dolphins 21 14. Ravens have a bye. Super wildcard weekend will not include them. They wait for their opponent to be determined. In a couple of weeks, Bob Haney, Vitty Serato, Nolan McGraw, other side of the glass here to talk about that more from NFL Network Radio on Sirius XM. Let's welcome back to the show on the WGK Law Guest Hotline. He is Vic Carucci. Vic, good afternoon. How you doing this week, uh, this beautiful Monday here?
9: Yes, good afternoon guys. Happy to be with you. Alright, I know you're based in Ball, or
5: Buffalo rather and, you do, and you've covered the NFL for years, but we were talking about Josh Allen earlier and he reminds me, and using a baseball comparison of this uh, great hitting shortstop with wheels and can change the game at any point in time with his bat. But defensively, he tantalizes you with the spectacular play. But he has all of these unforced error sorts of things. And as you've watched his career evolve, and last night, case in point on national TV, how, how brilliant and how frustrating is this guy to watch over the course of 17 weeks
8: here?
9: Yeah, you you nailed it there, and it is um, the football comparison is Brett Favre in many ways. Uh, but even at that, I'm I'm going to still stop short of that because it, it's a maddening trend. Uh, when you look at what he did last night, uh, and he's been in this mode before, where he can single handedly give the opponent the game that the opponent doesn't want. The opponent's trying to give it up, and Josh just insists on giving them gifts, and he did it over and over again. It wasn't just three turnovers in Dolphin territory, all with points written all over those possessions, right? Those three opportunities, two interceptions and the fumble, which I thought was the worst of the turnovers because, you know, he's got to just be mindful that you, you got Christian Wilkins, a, a, a behemoth rep, and, and Josh is a big guy, but he, he isn't going to win a tussle with that guy going down, and yet. He's sort of loosely holding the ball. It gets stripped, and, and it's costly. But then the fourth thing he does right before the half, uh, you know, where, where you got no timeout, situational football, get rid of it. You save yourself the chance to get the field goal, and instead he's going for the gusto, and they fall short, and they can't even set up for the field goal. So add those four situations up, and I'll tell you what, against a team that was playing better ball, Uh, wasn't as banged up as the Dolphins uh, and and give the Bills defense a lot of credit for saving the offense's bacon and Josh's bacon. Um, That's a loss, you know, with with that many instances and turnovers and mistakes.
5: Now, Vic, all that being said, if we go back to uh, the loss to Philly in overtime where they, you know, the officiating was very questionable late in that game, if memory serves, but they're six and six. I say to you, Hey, the bills are going to win five in a row in the East, you would have said what to me at that time.
9: Oh, I didn't see it. No, after that Denver game, which was, you know, the end of a, of a six game stretch where their season skidded off the road. Uh, there were serious doubts about this team being a playoff team. And Josh, was at the center piece of that because he was in his own head um, and and speaking uh, the way he was he was addressing the media repeatedly talking about low positive I mean he was quoting things right out of a sports psychologist manual uh, and and you know I believe I mean every team has those professionals on staff and I, and I am not in any way denigrating you know getting that kind of assistance because it's as important in football as it is in any other uh, walk of life, uh, so I think he's. I, I really don't think he was right. I'm. I'm still not sure what his level is of of confidence, but five in a row, um, and and you can't dismiss that. And the fact that you know they they look like a team that can be resilient, but still, guys, they play down to the competition. Uh, the level of inferior competition. They they play against New England, and it's and if that wasn't Bailey Zappi, do they win that game? They play against the Chargers, and if you know you, you've got a interim head coach and and again uh, a quarterback who's who's not you know uh, really I mean you're you're well down the depth chart there. So uh, in Easton Stick, I, I you wonder because they certainly do enough things to make these games far more. You would think, given the Bills' overall level of talent, far more uh, entertaining than they should be.
3: Hey, Vic, what do you think is the problem with the Eagles? Because they were horrible yesterday, and they've been horrible for a while.
9: They're yeah, they have. Now I use that term skidded off the road. I, I think they're off the road over a cliff. They they just don't look like a team that is even competitive. Um, I'm not sure what the the issues are internally because it seems like there's an unraveling that's Mm -hmm. going on on top of a defense that got old Vinny. And you can see that uh, doesn't play anywhere close to the level that that was a dominant defense a year ago. I know they were touting how great it was to add all the Georgia players uh, as they did and, and have Georgia players and, you know, no, no offense to that, but really where has it gotten them? And then you get a quarterback, who, you know, it, uh, what is his – got to question whether it's a health thing. I know they, they examined his finger that popped in and out and said there wasn't any fracture there with Jalen Hurts. But Jalen Hurts isn't, isn't right. Uh, and, and, it, and it doesn't seem like Nick Ceriani, uh, even though I'll give him credit for three uh, playoff teams in a row. And, I, you know, I know the work he has done because he's a guy based in the uh, – he's from the western New York area, he comes from a fam- coaching family, uh, and and really did some wonderful things uh, working in Indianapolis with Frank Reich, uh, and you know, and and so on. And uh, he he merited this opportunity, and I and I liked his energetic approach. But something's missing.
3: Hey Vic, you know what was funny was <clears throat> when they lost both coordinators and stuff. I texted Howie Roseman. I said, Howie, the last time this has been done when a team has lost both their coordinators from the Super Bowl was us in '94. I said we lost Ray Rhodes to Philly and Mike Shanahan to Denver, and he texts me back. He says, "How'd you do?" I said, 11 and five. We won one playoff game, then lost." I says, "You know, mm-hmm. we lost. We lost so many players because those coaches took all our backup type guys."
9: Right, and that's the thing. Uh, you you can't underestimate those those kinds of moves and, and what they might mean. Because again, I, I don't want to uh, necessarily say Nick Sirianni incapable of running the ship uh but nobody does it even at the top job a head coaching job nobody does it without great support and yeah. he, and he lost a good chunk of that now you can you know replace those people and 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 of course uh get get maybe even better people but that doesn't appear to be the case
3: no because i mean when you look at it vic both his coordinators their teams got better at the end of the season his team got worse now a, vic what do you think about um the Cleveland, I, I'm intrigued by Cleveland and Houston because Bob said there's no football gods if Cleveland's not coming to Baltimore.
9: <laughs> yeah, that, that would be uh, incredible. Uh, I think as good a storyline as any we could see in the NFL this postseason. But, uh, you know, uh, look at both of these teams. It's fascinating. The, the Flacco story we know, uh, and, you know, off the couch, all that. And, and that, who doesn't root for something like that? Uh, in, in terms of, of just how good a good a feel good story that, that really is um, and relatable. Uh, but CJ Stroud and, and the Texans, man, uh, watching that kid play is, is just a treat and what he did against Indianapolis and you know that, that one throw he makes where he's he's literally backing up about, you know, fifteen yards and and, and turning and twisting and and still keeping his eyes in the right place and then letting go. His arm talent is something that I, I, I know that was appreciated through his college career, but I think it's even gotten better the way he delivers the ball. And then when when people are wrapped around him, he's still making those you know remarkable throws because he can trust that arm, crossbody, whatever, uh, to get the ball where it needs to go.
3: Hey, Vic, would you say, because I'm kind of guessing that the Ravens are going to play the winner of the Browns-Houston because I, I think it's... Long shot Dolphins can go to Kansas city and win long shot. Pittsburgh goes to Buffalo and win.
9: Yeah, I would agree with that Viddy. I, I, you know, you look at Kansas city and I, what, what did I see today? Minus 19 wind chill. I think something like that. <laughs> um, you, you think, you think that's going to be uh, an issue for the Dolphins? Look, the Dolphins got even let's put aside weather and, and the transition from South Florida to to, to the Arctic uh, uh, Missouri uh, uh, next weekend, but here's the other thing: they're bagged up, man. They they just they're lose they're missing too many key people. We know this is a game of attrition. It sounds so obvious and cliche to say it, but it's true. You get to this point past the regular season, and you know every team dealing with something. They're dealing with a lot. They they conceivably they're going to go into this game minus what their top three. Pass, pass rushers, rushers yep. minus people in their secondary. Uh, you know, it, it it's just it just adds up. And and even Tyreek Hill at the end of that game looked hobbled. And and then you know, what's Waddle's status? What is uh, Mostert's status? I, I, I and Tua. I look for his part. I, I don't want to take a lot away from him, but it's clear when he doesn't when he has the trust of people who can do uh, uh, th- those things to separate and get him where he w- get him in a place of comfort where he could throw. But what, what happened last night, Buffalo did the right thing outside containment, made him work for finding things in the middle, kept their coverage plastered and and he forced throws and, and he got himself in trouble doing that.
5: Vic Carucci, Sirius XM NFL radio, Vic, real quick, Bill Belichick coaching new England next year or no. I, you know what? I'm
9: leaning toward he stays at least one more year. Uh, I had heard a lot of conversation when the Patriots were in Buffalo last week, and talked to a lot of people around the Patriot team. And I walked into that day figuring it was the last time the Bills would see Belichick as a New England coach. And when that day was over, after a lot of the conversation in the press box, I was less convinced of that, and I'm sensing that there would be, there was a little bit of a rush to judgment. I'm not saying I know for a fact this is going to uh, go a different way than maybe is expected, but I have a feeling the more people talk, if there's a long conversation, that's either about this is how you, the conditions you stay, or this is what we've got to get in compensation for you to go if, if another team tries to trade for it.
5: Vic Carucci, it's Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. Vic, as always, appreciate the time. Enjoy Super Wild Card Weekend, and we'll talk to you soon.
3: Thanks, Vic. All right, guys. Pleasure.
5: Vic Carucci, uh, Bill's going to the playoffs, 10-point favorites over the Steelers. we get into the matchups next hour. You want to join us, you can at 410-583-1057, and we're going to talk televisions with Nolan McGraw. Stick around, we'll explain that. As Hyder would say...
2: Bobster and the Vin Man. I like our guys. Vinny and Haney,
3: 105.7 The Fan.
5: Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. And up on lunch, coming up top of the hour. we gonna got the playoff matchup. Super wild card weekend. Look back at our picks. Vinny popping the champagne over the weekend. You want to join us, you can at 410-583-1057. Going to hear from Nolan McGraw in a second, but let's get out to the phones. It's the uh, WGK Law Hotline for all of us to enjoy. Go get Ray in Baltimore. Ray, thanks for holding. What's up, dude?
10: Hey, happy new year, man. Hey, happy you new too.
5: Year. Yeah, yeah. That's right.
10: Uh, I, I'm going to get with you, dog. I, I, I know the tone. Happy birthday to you, man. I'm going to get with you, man. I'm recovering from COVID, so. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm just glad to be
5: talking to y'all. That's all that matters, man, and it's good yeah. to hear from you, Ray, and I hope you're having yeah. a good one, man.
10: Uh, absolutely, absolutely. But what I will say is, you know, if so I got a great girl on the phone in a second, uh, you know, I'm tired of this love fest, man. People don't understand. People in Cleveland hate Baltimore. I mean, it is, they, it is so personal. I've been in Cleveland. I know that they hate Baltimore. I don't understand this love fest. That people have for Cleveland right now here, and I get it, Flacco, yada yada yada. But you know, at the end of the day, I think C.J. Stroud and them get him. I mean, when Cleveland went down to Houston, C.J. Stroud was hurt, so I mean, they didn't beat um Houston with C.J. Stroud. They beat you know Houston with mm-hmm. you know um, a backup quarterback. So it's gonna be a closer game than yeah. you think. Well, the only thing before, scares me, Ray, is Schwartz would have against a
3: rookie quarterback. That's the only thing scares me a little bit.
10: I mean, but, you know, the arm talent, man, is second and none. And I I believe that, you know, the Texans are going to come in hungry, which leads me to my final point I'm going to make as I hang up the phone. I mean I, I mean, I like Rashad, man. Rashad got passion. You know, he loves his cow. He do not know who he loves at times. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> all Be that confused me about fans, man. Like, pick a team, man. Like, I mean, I, I mean, I'm I'm from Baltimore, man. I'm I'm just gonna go with the home team, but you know, whatever uh, makes you happy makes you happy. But when it comes to the um, Green Bay Packers, man, they've been they've been hot, man. Jordan Love, and I understand most fans don't really pay attention to other teams, but I had Sunday ticket this year, and I'm gonna tell you, Jordan Love and company—they're the youngest team. And somebody yeah. put the stat out there. They're the youngest team to make the playoffs since they started tracking these numbers back in the late 70s. So this team is going to go into Dallas hungry. Their receiving core is a young, talented team. And I wouldn't be surprised if Green Bay beats them. And if they beat them, man, there's no way in the world they can bring Mike McCarthy back. So what's your thoughts on that, players? All right, thanks, Ray. What do you think there, Vinny? I,
3: I think McCarthy's gone if he loses. One and done? Bob, Se- they're... Seven
5: and a half point favorites at home?
3: They won 16 in a row at home. Yeah, an average over 30 points a game at home. And our defense is a lot better at home than on the road. So, yeah, if they were to lose this one, Jerry will be running hot, hot, hot.
5: And to uh, Ray's point about Jordan Love, 32 touchdowns, 11 picks this year. Quarterback rating almost 97. Got into the playoffs. Aaron Rodgers is out there doing ayahuasca and talking about possibly coming back, which we knew was not a reality. And C.J. Stroud was brilliant Saturday against the Colts. Yes, he, he was. He was outstanding in that game. Yep.
3: No doubt about it. And
5: um, and the kid Goodson's taking all the heat for dropping that pass yeah. on fourth and one. First of all, he hadn't touched the ball all game long. Secondly, it was a crappy throw. If uh, Minshew was behind him, was hits, it behind yeah, him? Yeah, hits him in stride. He walks in for a touchdown. And you rode Jonathan Taylor all the way there, and he didn't touch the ball on yeah. your season-defining play. A little interesting in the play calling there. But the play, he was open. It was a bad throw, and obviously he couldn't secure the catch there.
3: Yeah, and I'll I, I tell you what, Indy, Indy ha- for having a backup quarterback and doing what they did, they had a hell of a year, Bob.
5: Yeah, and Steichen did a very good awesome job for them.
3: Well, it, it's not it like shows. Jacksonville
5: choking away a playoff spot. Yeah.
3: Well, I, I mean, Arizona's gotten better, and Indy's gotten better, and Philly's gotten worse.
5: It's been the pen. All right, let's bring Nolan McGraw in. Quick draw. How you doing there, buddy? Doing re- good. Reintroduced. Of course, we get millions of new listeners with every second. Oh, absolutely. Especially on, when I'm on, on Odyssey Radio. But you, you referenced earlier that you uh, went out TV shopping over the weekend. And uh, go ahead and tell the story. And uh, for those who missed it, Nolan was running hot with his TV search.
8: Here. Running hot. Don't have the TV yet. It's getting delivered next Saturday. That's a uh-huh. whole other element here. but. Go shopping, unnamed big box store. We'll leave it at that. I go in looking to buy a TV. I'm not window shopping here. I'm not leading anyone on, not wasting anyone's time. Did all the research myself, settled between two TVs, same size, same price. They're just different brands. So I go up to the desk, just a couple questions, looking to see if there's any difference possible between these two TVs that's going to sway my decision. Again, I'm buying a TV here. I'm not walking out. So I say, hey, I'm between these two TVs. They're pretty much the same price. So, is there any difference here with the built in sound, the interface, anything you can give me? Something here. Saleswoman says, well, the in sound, built in sound sucks. You're going to need a sound bar. Not, you might want to consider a sound bar, or hey, down the road, maybe you get a sound bar from us. You need a sound bar. I'm thinking, okay, well, maybe down the road. Today, just the TV. I said, anything, any different. said, well, the in-sound sucks. I said, okay, well, that's very encouraging. Thank you. But whatever, I'll go with this TV. We go with this one. She said, well, what are you going to use the TV to watch? Mostly sports. Okay, great. said, well, you should probably consider a TV with a better refresh rate, or you might want to consider a QLED or an OLED. I said, well, the the OLED looks fantastic, but it's about $1,500 more than what I'm looking at. So that's out of the question. QLED five hundred whatever dollars more. So, so I know anything.
5: I right. don't even know what you're talking about. You know, QLED OLED.
8: When you go in the store, LED it's head. the one that looks really fancy and smooth and like a movie right. theater screen. Okay. Again, it's great. It's expensive, but it's not fifteen hundred dollars more to me. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I just want the TV. Then we're ringing it up. We get the delivery thing set up. She's trying to get me to sign up for a, this big box store credit card. This whole thing, and I said, "Well, no, I'm not a member. It's okay. I I just." TV's fine. He said, well, you really, you should, because you're going to get savings. I said, no, it's fine. We circle back to it. We get the address for the thing. One more time. She's like, yeah, you you should really sign up for the the credit card. I'm like, would you give it a rest? Just give me the damn TV. And then we get to the delivery. Says, oh, the earliest we can deliver is Wednesday. I think, all right, great. Well, okay, maybe I rush home after the show. I'll get there in time. I said, what's the window? Can you do an evening? Well, sometime between 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Oh, no, you that's know, there's a a, a wide, wide open twelve hour window. So now I got to wait till the weekend to get it, and who knows if it even shows up on time? Who knows if it's not damaged or not? Now I, that I'm saying this, they they're going to break my TV. Who knows?
3: Norm, let me ask you this: Could you have just put it in your car and taken it home with you?
8: No, the reason I chose the store is because they do free delivery. Okay, and. It's a 65 inch TV. Full disclosure. Yeah, wasn't yeah. quite sure if I could it's get got it. blue
3: and blue and uh, yellow lettering, uh, p- perhaps.
8: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're not in your car. It's, right, you're not fitting that in 65 your car. incher, and it has to stand up. That's so you can't lay it flat. Oh, they you don't can't. You, well, especially the big TVs, it puts it can like curve it and maybe puts weight on the center. So I was like, I need the delivery. Okay, but I, I would have loved to have gone somewhere else in hindsight. But we'll see what happens on Saturday.
5: Well, uh, I, um, congratulations on the new television. Unfortunately, the, the process sounds a little pain in the yeah. assy. Well, sound bar, no. No no. It sounds, no. no. You live in a big house? I do not. It's a condo. I mean, do you have a bunch of people over to watch TV with you? Maybe. But, I mean, but, is it like do people <laughs> ever complain about the sound on your television? No. no, you could probably hear it from the bedroom. No. Just no. walk in, put grab it by the handle, and walk out with it. You a veteran move right there, Norm. It's
3: it sounds like when you go to those um, uh, oil change places, you know, for fifty nine, and it says, "Oh, you you need this, this, and this." Besides, I said, "No, I just want an oil change." Stop.
5: Vinny at Haiti, 1057 The Fan. We'll come back feed you some more football, NFL uh, lunch. We're looking to playoff matchups for a super wild card weekend. We'll go over our picks for the last week of the regular season. Vinny, he wrapped things up and we'll get into it more detail. We'll do our picks for tonight's national championship game, which you can hear on 1057 The Fan. Michigan against Washington. If you want to join us, you can. 410 583 1057. People are actually complaining and worried that the Ravens lost to the Steelers. Are you one of
7: those people?